I guess we should talk about from hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should just we're done. Let's stop recording. This is good. Let's just a film let's talk Altman for do you guys want to just riff about Altman for the next twenty minutes? So Bogdanovich, was, uh you know, we could Well I was pooping, it turns out uh they're bombing all of Ukraine, supposedly. So well, was that a butterfly effect? I poop a fart or a shart and uh <laughs> Ukraine gets bombed. <laughs> I hope not because Ukraine would be getting bombed a hell of a lot. (laughs) Uh, Jeez, cut, 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 kid, cutty, Uh, Evan, cut. Uh, That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Welcome to speaking of from hell. Welcome to the Vulgar Tours, where we explore the filmographies of genre filmmakers. We are about halfway through our series on the films of the Hughes Brothers. This week, we are talking about 2001's From Hell. I'm Paco. I'm Terry. I'm Jason. You guys, I feel like I'm in hell because I had to watch From Hell. Yeah. <sighs> I, I really yeah, I wanted to like it, but oh boy, it's, uh, you know, I'm sensing, I'm, I don't want to call you out, Terry, but I'm sensing some, uh, Alan Moore bias. You know, you didn't like Watchmen. Now you're coming at from hell, you know, a vulgar auteur favorite. <laughs> you probably um, don't even like League like of Extraordinary some... Gentlemen. <laughs> Actually, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen kind of rips. Ter- be careful. It's got Sean Connery. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. They froze. Oh, I think you froze. They froze. No, I think that was dead silence. <laughs> did Paco, did you dead silence us? I... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he's frozen. It figures that we would start talking and then Paco's internet like immediately crashes. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a Hallmark card. <laughs> like, he's like so happy. <laughs> I kind of want to try to get a screenshot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's just, it's too cute. It's going to be a cute I got shirt. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a buddy. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be such a silly episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Whew. Got just the giggles. Can you guys see me? <laughs> Did you guys freeze again? God damn it. <sighs> what's the what's next? Next is Book of Eli. Is that the last and one? Then... It's the last one. Because wow. we're not going to do... I think Albert did another one. Or... Okay. I think Albert did another one. But uh, we're not covering it because it wasn't like the Wachowskis, like Matrix, like for Lana to come back and stuff. But man, this was such a quickie. Yeah, I know, right? Just flying through them. Hey, you're back. I th- hey! That was hey. weird. That's the sweetest picture. Like, you should send that to your mom, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> like that's such a fridge picture. It's so, like it's so sweet. Like that's we, what you. We were just sitting here cackling, like. like watching your frozen because <laughs> <laughs> we've. I thought it was a dead silence thing. Like, I think Terry asked you something, and there's just nothing in return. Well, and I was like, okay. You guys froze right as I was about to make a joke, so I don't know if the joke happened mm. pre-freeze or I don't after. remember hearing a joke. I don't even remember what I was saying when it got, when it got cut off. <laughs> Jason was saying that you didn't like... Uh, Oh, Any, Alan Moore, yeah. Yeah, and I said... Oh, yes. I bet you uh-huh. don't even like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um... But I think I froze before that oh, yeah. went across. No, uh, no, that that did. No, you said that. I heard that, but then uh, and yeah. I and yeah, and then I said uh, I actually do like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, it's I, got Sean Connery. Yeah, I didn't yes, hear any of that. You were quiet, dear sir. I think you were quiet then. <laughs> yeah, you shut me up. Uh, I uh, crashed no, my internet. In, uh. in answer to your your uh, question about whether or not I like Alan Moore, I like Alan Moore. Uh-huh. I just don't think that this is a great film. Like, I think that the Hughes bros kind of got like a really shitty script and they like tried to make it into something a little bit better because there is like some interesting stylization that I like, like the London skyline and the sort of, uh, dark noir kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just, it's really flat and even the performances are flat <laughs> and just like a really forgettable <laughs> way, dude. It's 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 just not it's not compelling. I don't know. Yeah, I you guys have have either of you read the book? No, and I, I want I to haven't. now to get the like like as a palate cleanser to get the taste of this movie out of my mouth. The book yeah. is really interesting and I don't remember like the Heather Graham character being anywhere near as significant. It's basically all uh the investigator trying to figure it out and it's basically about how corrupt and evil english society is and of course it being alan moore he gets super into like the weird shit that masons do and stuff um so i read Dude, that maybe it's that, maybe it's just because i'm a nerd but like i picked up the mason shit like right away <laughs> i mean they definitely do some stuff like they've got that masonic meeting about halfway through the movie yeah, the initiation yeah thing or whatever with prince albert or whatever yeah prince albert. <laughs> but in the book i was more or less compelled the whole way through uh, for some reason this movie just bored me and like johnny depp can play like a charismatic lead but he's he's just oh, i thought you were gonna say like drug addicted drug addicted like psychic detective or something i was like get a fair okay (laughs) yeah like that seems like it'd be up his alley but he's just like yeah it feels like he's sleepwalking here um i don't know it's it's frustrating it feels like the source material is so british that like not necessarily having a british director and british actors i feel like starts the pro the project off like two steps behind where it could be because well there's there's a number of british actors it's just that neither of the yeah, leads we, are heather graham was <laughs> isn't british <laughs> <laughs> well that no that's the thing like you've got robbie coltrane you've got Hey-o, ian hall you've got jason fleming like there's a bunch of actual british people in this sure. movie but 
Johnny Depp and Heather Graham are both not, and it's so apparent. Mm, I'm just <laughs> a girl sure trying to make a living out here. Yeah, it's awful. Come here, Joy. Well, and Heather yeah. Heather Graham is supposed to be like Irish, and like half the time she thinks she's British, and it just it's bad. Dude, it's really bad. It's, it's yeah, embarrassingly bad. Oh yeah. That's oh my gosh, yes. That is <laughs> that's why that was so awkward and weird. Oh. Okay. I thought it was just a bad performance, but it was a bad performance on like separate it's, levels. Yeah, it's yeah. like two kinds of bad performance, which like, I like, Johnny Depp, you're right. Like he has the charisma and his accent isn't awful. It's like, it's passable. I don't hate it, but because he's so uninteresting and because the plot of the film is so like uninteresting and it's so obvious who the killer is from like the immediate, like from like the very beginning, it's really obvious who the killer is. So like, there's no suspense. I, I will admit it got me. Uh, because oh. it had been like five years since yeah, I've seen it. Uh, and I was like, well, it's obviously, you know, the side or the henchman, not the uh, who it ends up being revealed to be. Because uh, I had read the book and then watched this movie in about 2016, which was enough time for me to completely forget who did it. Um, <laughs> but I remember it really obviously simplifies the book because the book is about, you know, four inches thick. Uh, it's huge. It's four oh, inches like this I, much. I want, it's, I'm sure it's much more complex, but I, I think you pointed this out, Paco, like the speaking patterns of, of like Jack the Ripper kind of give away who it is to some extent. Did I think, you say that? Am I no, imagining this? Uh, producer Evan said it. Oh yes. Producer Evan did say it. You're right. Thank you, Evan. Mm hmm. But like it's true though because that's like a big thing that gave it away for me. I see. I thought it was. I agree too that like it it cuts itself short by kind of making it a little obvious, especially because it's like it's not it's like a vocal effect that's meant to mask who it is. But I don't know. It's you just realize in the Scooby Doo aspect of it mm-hmm. of like oh I, I'm they they're it's trying to be a British movie that is hella an American movie and the way that it's like trying to set up the like setups and like all of these little things and then it starts going in these like interesting directions that i'm guessing the the book goes in of like fleshing out that like masonic weird uh stuff uh and then going into like the systemic issues of like what these women were um like dealing with and like that's kind of one of the more interesting aspects of the movie was like the set design and like there's the long take in this movie of like following um heather grant are you sure she's not like british (laughs) pretty um, sure she's scottish she's irish she's supposed to be irish Um, in the movie (laughs) she oh okay god that's that keeps fooling me um but when she's like walking us through uh you know uh white chapel and like it it's it looks like lived in like i loved all the costumes and setups and everything but it feels American and how like sterile it is and how it dumbs down. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel fleshed out as if like the, I don't know. I'm not explaining it right. It just doesn't. Well, it's, I think, I think you're making a good point. Like it's trying to tackle so many different elements that none of them feel fully realized. And yes. Yeah. That I think is part of what makes it feel so flat. Like there's so much work on the plot and on these other things where we never really 
get to know or care about these characters really like all of mm-hmm. mary's friends are getting killed too fast um and it's well, more about and, the plot and, machinations like we never understand why we should like her or why we should like johnny depp who's just kind of a dirtbag uh which i would well, also I love me a dirtbag, don't get me wrong, but, like, I want oh, a dirtbag yeah. I can root for, not just somebody who uh, smokes opium and solves crimes. Like, I, I want there to be, like, charisma. Well, there's just, you can't root for anyone because we don't, like, give it enough time. And there's, like, no real urgency. Like, Johnny Depp is, like, high on opium. Like, he literally seems like he's high on opium in the movie. Yeah. And then, like, Heather Graham, all of her friends are being murdered brutally around her. And she's just, yeah. like, chilling in the same hotel room. Like, none of the women seem scared. Like, the one the one gal leaves to go get drunk. Like, and I understand, like, the kind of larger point that, like, the script might be trying to make, but it it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief when the characters themselves in the movie don't seem afraid. Mm-hmm. Well, that... I felt like those moments were the scariest moments of the movie where it was like being offered grapes and like realizing that like grapes weren't like a luxury that everyone could afford back then. And like the disadvantage of, of like how women were treated, but also just how like the access and the like ability of whoever Jack the Ripper was like, it was kind of the, just the mystery creepiness of it. And it, it, it almost like the Hughes brothers were making like a seven type procedural movie, but then it uh, like, it's a period movie, you know, set in the late uh, 1800s. Um, but it also feels like a quasi like slasher movie. Cause it like introduces you all to these women and mm-hmm. they're slowly gruesomely being like well, murdered. And, and, and it, it borrows in this, like the cinematography yeah. and stuff borrows a lot from like Giallo. And how they I was gonna say, yeah, set those, up these those murders feel very jollo. Um, so it feels like exploitative in a way that's not like fun, you know, like and not dark and introspective and fleshed out. It just feels like a weird, I don't know, vibe that uh, I, I didn't really enjoy as much. Like I remembered enjoying this back in the day, but it just didn't grab me this time at all. Yeah, yeah I just I don't know. I mean, I really liked the cinematography and the production design, but oh yeah, when nothing else in a movie is working, uh, it's hard for that to keep your attention for over two hours. Yeah, the movie is it's, too long. It's really long. It plods, right? Yeah, it plods along too, and it's building up all of these characters that aren't really fleshed out, and like it's like Hagrid and Grindelwald hanging out in this prequel to Harry Potter. Um, you know, it's true. Except uh, who's Grindelwald? Grindelwald, that's, that's Johnny Depp. And now, like, what Mads Mikkelsen? Did they? Yeah, they, Keith they were, Ledger, Par, they were, Parnia, Parnassius, him. But well, because hmm. Johnny Depp got canceled or something. I don't know what happened. He got canceled and then he got uncanceled because it turned out his like ex-wife lied about a bunch of stuff and then she got kind of canceled, but not really. But isn't she going to be in Aquaman too? Yeah, uh, well, no, it's like, I mean, she lost in court, so, like, oh. uh, like, apparently there was something to substantiate it. I don't pay any attention to this shit, so it's only what I see in, like, headlines on Variety or whatever. That's fair. 
Uh, so uh, Paco, I don't. Paco, uh, listener, Paco is wearing a TMZ sweatshirt right now. I just want to point <laughs> that out. I'm just going to try and take a. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I uh, so I don't know enough to really speak on it, but I think he got uncanceled, but they already recast him as Mads. Okay, interesting. I might have to see that new one because I like Mads Mikkelsen, but just don't watch don't watch the previous one. Just go straight to the new one. Wait, is Grindelwald like the wizard Hitler? Yeah. Oh wow. okay i mean like for kids technically like voldemort is kind of wizard hitler but the proto uh wizard hitler is is grindelwald yeah yeah because i thought there was something he was a banker dude but i thought i haven't read any of those books or seen any of those movies like the harry potter prequels so i thought there was something where like the wizards didn't get involved in world war ii because they were too busy fighting their own world war against like a hitler type am i completely wrong on that no that's it's kind of it it's don't don't dig into the mythology it's okay. so so from it's hell, bad like they should make period evil hold on they should make period evil harry potter movies like set in the 60s and shit and like in America, where people were just like absconding to their Hogwarts to you know get out of the draft and shit, dude. Fucking no, this is Charlie Manson good, isn't yeah. like a psycho. He's like a magician who can uh, fucking hypnotize people and get them to kill people, dude. Fuck on Disney Plus, coming to you out of <laughs> yeah. three apps left on this whole planet, <laughs> censored. The Charlie Manson story. <laughs> oh man Charlie <laughs> uh, Can we just talk about how How Johnny Depp uh, In this movie Chills in a tub And takes laudanum mixed With fucking accent <laughs> Yeah yeah, rules. It's so seductive it's I, so seductive. Like all of the opium stuff is really it. It, it, it doesn't seem anti-drug. You know what I mean? No, everyone seems to be having a good time. Which, like, oh, yeah. Well, in the opening sequence, is them like it reminds me a bit of like Menace or something, where the opening sequence is mm. like Johnny Depp like sparking up some opium. Like <laughs> that. That's where I knew I was watching like a Hughes film. Was like the intro. It it felt like the intro to their previous two films, but uh just for like a shitty big budget hollywood thing like that's the weird thing about this movie is like you can feel their touch but they're so wasted on it yeah it feels like cyclical. they they didn't have as much of a say in this one like this yeah. feels like the kind of movie that producers made them reshoot or redo everything to a point where it just feels like a bland uh yeah i i feel like they product. literally just got handed a script and like told what to do and they got to like do some production design and that was pretty much it yeah it's it's incredibly disappointing and i mean that's something that happens to a lot of filmmakers when they really get hollywood money uh i just i hate to just completely rag on a movie but i'm more well, I mean, we, not... we've talked about the the good stuff it's like again it's it's the production design it's the nori aspects i mean it's not entirely well, without it? its charms 
I think the supporting cast is okay. Yeah. Oh, like Heather Graham is phenomenal. (laughs) God damn it, Jason. Phenomenal. (laughs) Um... But it, like, do you remember if this was billed as a comic book movie or no, like a graphic novel? I remember movie? It, it does. The trailers for it were like a thriller. Yeah, you know? um, like that's, Road to I, I literally and, didn't know that it was like uh, Alan Moore for like a million years until I finally started reading Alan Moore when I was an adult. When it first mm. came out, I thought it was literally yeah, like you said, Paco thriller. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was just like a you know thriller that was a period piece as well right which honestly like if they had made that movie it could have been interesting but i can't say i was ever thrilled watching this you know but no you, you stick ashley judd in there instead of heather graham you cut out some of the bullshit. You could you could make a little thriller. Well, and I think no, I think like Roseanne for Heather Graham. Stop. Uh, Tom Arnold. <laughs> I also think if Johnny Depp was like way more like kind of uh, strung out, mm-hmm. like I I think it would have been more fun yeah. to watch like a really f- like f- like kind of thrashed, strung out cop. He's in like this weird middle ground where he's high but functioning. And that's like yeah. the least fun place to see an addict. Uh, like, well, yeah, it's it's like his addiction isn't like doesn't factor into the movie that much, except for like a couple of throwaway lines. Like, yeah, I think they're not utilizing the what. They have could. you guys seen the Nick at all? That show with uh, Clive Owen. Huh. Okay, he's. It's like is that the Soderbergh? Yeah, uh, it's a show? Soderbergh show, and it's about yeah. the same era. Uh, and it's about doctors who are sort of inventing surgeries in New York. And Clive Owen uh, also starts the show in, in Opium Den. But he uh, he's more like a cokehead. And the thing is, like, he'll have these, like, manic things. But he'll also, like, use them to, like, discover shit. And it's like, I wanted to see Johnny Depp do something. Like, Clive Owen will be like, oh, we can do the surgery this way and, you know, save the mm-hmm. family. Uh, whereas Johnny Jeff is just, like, mumbling. Uh, and, like, yeah. mumbling his lines. He's not... There's no reason for him to be an I've addict. Gotta put, I've got to put Ex- some copper over his, his eyes so he could get across the sticks. You yeah. the sticks. Like, the only reason Partner. he's an addict is because he's got a sad backstory. And, like... Yeah, it, who cares? It's cardboard cutout. It, it feels like a storybook ride in Disneyland, like a dark ride. Like it's such weird cardboard characters where you don't, you know what they represent, but you don't know who they are or yeah. they don't have the personality or well, the vibe of. And, and for like two characters that are supposed to love each other, there's no chemistry at all between Heather Graham and, and Johnny Depp. Oh God, it's no. also so just, but it's, it's also just so weird though, because if she's being hunted, there's no tension of that because it's almost like whimsical Mary Poppins, almost like Sweeney Todd, like set design and like without the heightened terror, except for these quick well, moments. I, I, I think like I respect the Hughes brothers, like ability to craft this like sense of like uh, doom that presages like random uh, violence, which 
I think is like what we see in Dead Presidents and what we see in Menace, where you know from like the start that it, it like probably isn't going to go well, and so like just just the whole time you expect it, so that when it comes, even though it's random, it's not as shocking as it would have been if it were truly random. Like if you, if you hadn't already had an indication that it was coming, and this movie is similar, but because all the performances are flat and because they just have so little to work with. Uh, the randomness of the murders, except they're obviously not random, but they're made to look kind of random at first. Like again, there's it just doesn't it doesn't jive. Like that 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 formula doesn't work in a like uh, like procedural or thriller kind of format. I don't think not not in the way that it did for Menace and Dead Presidents. Do you think it just doesn't represent like that the Hughes brothers didn't necessarily have like the confidence and uh, the knowledge of like the text or the screenplay or like. I mean, didn't communicate like I, I, just haven't, feels I haven't read the strange. text so I can't like compare yeah. it to that that's the unfortunate part here but I, I I just again it just it it feels so much to me like they were just handed a script and told uh to kind of polish a turd and they made you know they they made a movie it's called from hell <laughs> yeah it's it's super strange um fuck who trying to think yeah the elephant man that was wild too uh yeah like shout out to uh what merrick merrick yeah Um, dude when i was a kid i the discovery channel aired a documentary about him and i mm. saw a picture of him in like black and white and it scared the hell out of me when i was a kid for like years really yeah and so it was weird to see i like recognized the name immediately i was like oh it's the elephant man well it's weird like i remembered seeing the elephant man on like tv and in for year and it like was it's heartbreaking like it's a beautiful yeah. movie and then realizing like years later when i was an adult and like was like holy shit that's a david lynch movie because it's yeah. it's like it really is a beautiful movie um that, that's heart-wrenching and that amount of like intensity is kind of here but not in like the way that it's executed in i don't know like how to explain this um i've also never seen the elephant man (laughs) man you should see elephant man i i love david lynch and he has a couple movies that are like that movie was uh produced by uh mel brooks oh uh, Oh, that's right yeah yeah his and he took a he took a shot on lynch i remember reading it or you you mentioning that or something when we're talking about brooks and then he has like the straight story and stuff like he has like some wacky wild things but he has some like really interesting earnest things like i need to um, dig into his stuff more like blue velvet and eraser head and stuff oh yeah man dude blue, blue velvet is, is a, cre- a creeper that's a good one yeah i, I, I love lost it. highway did you see lost highway? i have seen lost highway and what okay. it's, that one's got god who's the lead in that uh rosanna arquette and uh bill bill pullman bill and, pullman that's right yeah. okay okay he's like a trumpet player yeah yeah Fuck, that, dude that's such a trip it's uh, yeah. the, the killer guy is in it who's the guy that uh what's it he like he's, I, a, he's like a convicted murderer i haven't uh, seen it in a really long time okay what are we talking about Who, who's the killer guy and uh i'm i'm saying that nonchalantly uh the convicted murderer it's in uh lost highway i've never seen that one. Oh fuck okay Okay, producer Evan, cut all this out, but then bleep in that <laughs> oh, wait. person's name. Robert Durst? 
No, he wasn't an actor. There's too many white Uh, psychopathic killers. It's the guy who played Beretta. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the guy you're thinking of. What's Robert Blake? Yeah, Robert Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Okay. Sorry that took 20 minutes. (laughs) That's all good. I can't remember why. Oh yeah, we were just. I we were just. I had Taco Bell for dinner, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was my second post Taco Bell poop. Uh, oh yeah, I've probably got twelve oh, more of those yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, get in oh, there. Oh man, no. oh get in there. I man. mean, I ate beef stew and I had chicken fried steak for breakfast, so I'm probably gonna have uh, be- oh, like beef yeah. butt, dude. Yeah, those those bells can't be unrung. <laughs> so because my back's been uh, all fucked, I've been taking a bunch of kratom, <laughs> and it like backs me up a little bit, like like opiates would. Like if you think of train spotting. <laughs> uh, so like every morning I just have like dude this big in diameter like 18 inch Jesus. at least long shit dude like did, you, did you see that, that image that went around online of that enormous dump someone took no it was no. like uh it was like you know the little dishes that they catch like uh like poop or pee in at the hospital mm-hmm. yeah. like the nurses have it was like dude this dump was like this big around and it was like it was like two oh, wait, feet long was it and... packed brown sugar was it <laughs> dude it seriously no it was like a snake it snaked around the edge of this thing and it was like it was so big that the nurse was like look at this huge dump and like it, took, oh, and it went viral. was this a while ago it was like a couple yeah, months ago yeah i remember yeah, that dude. now dude. it was an enormous dump holy hell man <laughs> Oh man! Speaking of enormous jumps um, from hell, <laughs> yeah, I'm just oh to go boy, we teed that one up, didn't we? Go through <laughs> my notes. It, 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 yeah, I mean, do you want to? We could do uh, saving face and then do a, a closeout. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I closing just, thoughts. I don't have a ton to say about this one, so I'm good to move to saving face. Yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, so this movie kind of sucked but that doesn't mean that there weren't like some reasonably uh kind of compelling performances here and there and i think oh yeah that one of the better ones is ian holm because ian holm is a good villain and even when it's not uh sort of telegraphed there are still a few scenes uh, like, you know, Johnny Depp is talking to him and he mentions that he smelled uh, laudanum on their breath. And he's like, well, how did you know that? Like it, it or it was like maybe mixed with alcohol. It was like he, he was like re, like too interested. And Ian Holm is just like selling this terrible movie. And then like his eyes go black and he's in Jack the Ripper mode. Like it, it is truly compelling. It just it doesn't matter because the movie sucks. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> So, normally I choose my favorite performance in a film. This time I'm going to choose the one that is something of a metaphor or simile. Uh, I forget which is which of the film as a whole. I'm choosing Heather Graham. It's probably a metaphor is what you're going for. Yeah. A simile unless, uses unless the Unless the movie as... is... Yeah, you, you yeah. could say the movie is like Heather Graham. <laughs> it kind of is. Like... It's out of place. Uh, it's trying, but it's like putting the emphasis in the wrong areas. 
you know, you you want to root for it, you want to connect with it, but you just can't. And you're kind of amazed that they like Austin Powers two was a better movie. You know, like. It's almost like she's still stuck in that. It's like she went straight from the spy who shagged me to from hell. No, because she feels like totally adrift in a way she didn't there. Like, I feel like well, she's, she's like she's good she's, in other stuff. Like she's great. She's in Boogie Boogie Nights. Nights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's just she's not she doesn't have a grip on the material and it. It feels like the movie doesn't really either. So I think she's a fitting Get choice. Get a grip, Graham. Yeah. Get a grip. How about you? Man, I, that was really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. That's that's an interesting choice. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't struck by many. Um, I kind of like the idea that Robbie Coltrane was in this movie uh, as the like kind of older detective mentor guy, the Haggard. Um, mm-hmm. there was something about how he almost looked embarrassed or didn't know why he was there. That was interesting to me. Like his worst performance is more interesting. Like he's this weird safety, um, in this movie because he's kind of above everything that, um, Johnny Depp's character is in, but he doesn't come from a place of like, judgment but of like empathy or like of like yeah. sensitivity in this time and i felt like that was like a more complex and, and, and i'm not i'm giving this movie more credit but like no like, but his, I, his loyalty I and that. devotion is endearing yeah i i agree like in this system mm-hmm. that, uh women are being murdered and the cops you can just bribe and be bought off and the powers with men and stuff the idea that like people are even asking questions um it is a really interesting choice. I mean, it's just an interesting subtext to this movie, like from this perspective, because it's not, it's like a detective trying to solve it. So it's like a procedural, but it's also the anti this whole, you know, corrupt, you know, system. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, you know, I'm going to, you know, screw that. I'm going to, I'm going to do Heather Graham too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, would you guys recommend this to anyone? No. Like, d- does this feel like a Hughes Brothers movie? It feels like a Hughes Bros movie, but like I said earlier, they're, they're totally wasted on it. I don't know that it necessarily does. Like, it has... I can see what drew them to it. Uh, like, some of the themes of, you know, people sort of working against a society that's out to get them and working, like, focusing on the underclass uh, and some of the like stylistic techniques feel like them but on the whole it doesn't it feels like toothless and sanitized in a way they have not felt before well it feels so, like hollywood ruined them like. but yet it's rated r you know it's it's weird yeah. mostly for violence like just just like the brutality of the killing really and they say fuck once or twice i suppose like but yeah it's it's not oh, like a, it's mm-hmm. not like a really hard r except for the uh sort Tisk. of graphic uh like sort of dissection and bullshit like that's really the only part of it that i think is deserving of the r rating well and there's exchange of sex you know intercourse where one is from like the perspective of like a sex worker versus like prince albert having this like romantic Mm -hmm. moment and stuff 
you know, those were pretty R-rated. Um, yeah. And thanks for listening. This was why movies oh, were yeah, rated. Oh, yeah, I guess I, that, that, I remember that now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie is bad, and it sucks that it probably didn't help the Hughes brothers get more gigs because they should be making more movies. They should be. Speaking of more movies, join us next well, week I mean, while we discuss. Was it su- I mean, it was pretty successful, oh, you know. Gross. Like, well, all right. I guess that good for it, them. I mean, it made like seven, a little shy under uh, seventy-five million dollars. What was the budget though? Thirty-five. Yeah, maybe it's. Evan, cut all this out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, join us next time for. The Book of Eli. Gonna be hanging out with our man Denzel again. Denzel, let's go. See you Returning then. to the podcast. Denzel. <laughs>